The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. All right, here we are, Players Lounge on a Tuesday, which is the Players Day Off. Cowboys getting ready to travel up to MetLife Stadium in New Jersey as they take on the Giants. Cowboys 9-4 right now. This is a show about the players. Two former Dallas Cowboys free agent safeties, the Toledo Rocket himself, Barry Church, and the survivor. He is Danny McCray. <laughs> One more show to go on Survivor. Danny uh, had an incredible run on the TV show. He got voted off last week. Somehow they decided to keep the other brother on the show, but <laughs> you know, I didn't really understand it, didn't really like it, but... Um, after this is over, man, come Thursday, I want to we we can ask all the questions. We want you can spill all the tea, right? Come Thursday, shit, you can you can you, oh you talking about like you know the rest of it? I, I'll spill this tea. It, it looks like they were smart to vote me out because uh, the, the jury put out some interviews about who they would have voted for at that point in the game. And I had a good three of them. Okay, so three out of five. So I, I was on my way to, to to possibly winning that game. So they made the right decision. Yeah, because you saw Tiff. You saw Tiff on the exit talking about man. I, I didn't want to see Danny go. So uh, so you had the jury already swung. If they would have let you get to that final vote, man, my boy, hey, boy would have been walking away with a, with, with some change with, in his with pockets, a, man. With a, with a smooth millie, man. Tiff, Evie, and Nasir said they would have. They said they would have voted for me. All right. So I'm just saying. So 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 new. They, they they made the right decision. It was smart for them because I would have definitely right. been taking votes away from somebody. Well, all I know is had you had you won a million dollars, I'd been knocking for that loan. <laughs> trying, to that, trying to get you up, trying to hit you up for that business proposition. Oh, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. Let me tell you about the business idea I got. Dude. I think we can make this work. I'm gonna tell you right now. If D Mac would have walked away with that, all bets would have been off. Ain't no appetizers. Ain't no none of that, man. Mm-hmm. I, ain't, I ain't doing nope. it. No, sir. L- l- listen, Church, you- you're going to be owing me some more money at the end of the season with this top 10 defense. All right? I-, I saw the-, the nervous look on your face. Knew we will get into it, but the stats that you sent, I'm just telling you, man, this defense is looking like it's going places. Well, mm-hmm. I-, I-, I thought about not sending you that stat when I saw it on Twitter, but I said, no, 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 no. Be, be-, be a good brother. Go ahead and let him have it. Mm-hmm. Have his moment. So, Yes, the Cowboys defense right now is carrying the football team. Owner Jerry Jones, every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. on 105.3, the fame of Sean and RJ, does his uh, does his interview, and he was asked about Dak. Is Dak in a slump? That's what Sean Sharif asked. And Jerry Jones said, quote, I don't want to say that slump, but that's probably fair. And then he went on to say he will figure it out. So let's start with you, Danny. Your thoughts on the owner saying, all right, yeah, it's fair to say Dak's in a slump, but he thinks he will get out of it. I, yeah, I feel the same as Jerry. I mean, I'm, I'm watching the same games as Jerry watching, and Jerry has a better view than I do. All right, he, he's he's at the practices, he's he's sitting up in the owner suites, he's able to see some stuff that we can't see, and I'm looking at it and saying, you know what, these these last I, I want to say probably since Denver game. It's been a little shaky. Since he came back from the bye week, it's been shaky. Um, but the thing we know about Dak Prescott is he's he's a very resilient guy, and he's going to figure it out. And the, and the great, great thing about it is the defense is playing well enough to give him enough time to get this figured out before we get into the playoffs. So I'm on Jerry's side. Slump, but he can definitely crawl out of it. Man, look, I, I'm with Jerry 100% on this one, and I'm glad he said it. 
Because, you know, last time, you know, he went out there talking about Prescott. He uh, made some excuses for him, talking about, you know, the receivers ain't running good routes, <laughs> not getting enough separation, they dropping the ball and all that stuff. So he made some excuses for him. And as we see, the weeks kept going on, and the play just hasn't resumed to that MVP, that elite level that we had accustomed to early in the season. So I think he was rightfully so in saying, yes, you know, my man is in a slump right now. But I also agree with him thinking he can get out of it. I mean, I think this team is, is way too talented, especially on the offensive side of the football, to for, to for them to be putting up these pedestrian numbers like this. I think eventually this offensive line will get some continuity. Uh, continuity. The receivers are too talented on the outside with those trio of receivers out there. So I think eventually they'll get it going in the right direction. Hopefully it's right before the playoffs kick off. But <laughs> right now I think Jerry was definitely right in saying my man is uh, he's in a slump right now. No, no way. No, no. Do, 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 right now, do you still believe that Dak Prescott has a shot to win the MVP? Hell no. Okay, because no. I, I remember. There, there, I, okay, just just check it. Just check there's, there's there's two people who who went ahead and finished off their playoff uh, conversation this weekend. Uh, that would be Dak Prescott and Josh Allen. So early in the season, they they were there, but they're they're not there now. And speaking of Dak Prescott, just what he's been going through in terms of a slump. I look at it, and I don't know if you guys follow, follow baseball that much, but I look at it like a pitcher. You know, rarely is it a straight line that you just have a great season, just boom, start to finish. Um, it's going to be some some lows, then highs, and highs and lows. I mean, it's, it's just it's what it is. And while I'm not comparing him as a player to Patrick Mahomes, but I don't know if you remember, but the first eight games of the season, there was a lot of talk about how Patrick Mahomes is not the same player. He was throwing a lot of interceptions. He wasn't where he needed to be. He was trying to do too much. So Patrick Mahomes was going through the issues. And right now, especially when you look at that last game, the last two games, he's fixed it. He's gotten out of the slump. So that's what I'm looking forward to with possibly Dak Prescott breaking out of that slump. My, my, my only pushback on that Patrick Mahomes thing is, is when we were talking about Patrick Mahomes and, and the slump that he was going through, we were saying he was pressing. Uh, you know, the, the weapons weren't there. They figured out how to tie, uh, cover Tyreek Hill, uh, and, and they didn't have a running game, right? Uh, when we look at that, we're like, some of the throws are off. The accuracy is off. Uh, some of the decision-making is off. Does he look a little timid? So I think it's just a little okay. different as far as how we're looking at the slumps that they are in. And I like how you referenced Mahomes there because, you know, it, it just he needed that that game that he knows he, he he knows that he has ownership over the other team. He knows he can do what it does. And that's against the Las Vegas Raiders. He had an opportunity to go against that terrible team and pretty much boost his confidence. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, Dak Prescott has the same type of energy when he's going against this New York Giants team. Because I'm going to tell you right now, this Giants team is just not where it's at. Them boys are going in shambles right now. The defense is playing okay, but as an organization, they're in shambles right now. And hopefully he can use them as a springboard to get that confidence back and get rolling in the right direction. Isn't that what you uh, you guys' former players call the get the get right game? Get right, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was New Orleans. It didn't it didn't didn't quite work out. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't quite work out. The, the, the schedule maker gave you another one. Okay, hey, hey, here you go again. One more time. Let's try it again. You know, try try to try to get back and maybe Mike McCarthy will pull out some of that that monkey. But I was looking here at some fourth quarter statistics here. Scoring has been an issue for the Cowboys, and I'm looking at with, since Dak Prescott came back off the calf injury. So 16 points they scored against Denver in the fourth quarter, but we all remember the competitive phase of that football game was over when they started scoring. 
Then uh, they didn't score a point against the Atlanta Falcons, but they beat them by 40. And at that point in time, the competitive phase was over the fourth quarter, so they weren't trying to do anything there. So take it to Las Vegas. They scored 14 points in the fourth quarter on Thanksgiving Day. Against the Saints, a week later, they scored seven points in the Superdome. And then last week, zero points in the fourth quarter against the Washington football team. Barry, what do you make of that? That's not a good trend. That's not a good trend because it's showing me that, one, we're not starting fast. You know, and especially against teams that we need to dominate. Like, you rattled off a couple of names out there, a couple of teams, and none of those teams, I think, are as talented as the Dallas Cowboys. And what we've seen earlier in this season is that this team, especially offensively, they were able to jump on people, jump on them quick and let this defense pin their ears back. But of recent, these past couple games, we just haven't been starting good. Whether it's the first drive is a three and out or we got a turnover somewhere along the lines or we're just not holding that time of possession. Whatever the case may be, we're not starting fast and we're giving these teams confidence to play with us. Like that Washington football team, that shouldn't even have been close. Like we let them back in the game because our offense got stagnant out there. So to me, our defense is great. Don't get me wrong. Our defense is great and they may be able to to uh, carry us into the playoffs. But to have that long run, we're going to have to start fast. And right now, this offense just ain't doing it. Yeah, Church, listen, I'm going to tell you this, okay? I don't think it's just right now. I I remember us having these conversations with Jason Garris last year with Kevin Moore as the offensive coordinator. We were like, man, we just can't figure out a way to get started. What what is it? You remember you were asking me a question like, is the coach not getting them hyped before the game? Are they coming out of the locker room sleep? This has been a a continued thing that's been going on for a few years now. So, yes, hopefully we are able to figure it out. But – us not scoring points in the fourth quarter, I think that's something that's team-wide, right? I think we talk about it all the time on defense where all of a sudden we take our foot off the gas and we feel like we got the game won, and then the fourth quarter does not look like the first three. Uh, and I think that's the same way it has been on offense, except, you know, at first it was we're up so many points that it didn't really matter. And now it's like the game's tight or we're, or we're down and we have to find a way to try to claw ourselves back in it, which is which is not a recipe for success against teams like Tampa Bay and, uh, Green, and the Green Bay Packers. To me, it just to me, it's like I'm confused a little bit because we are so talented. When you talk about receivers, skill position, all that stuff, you would think these guys are like, just give me the ball. Just give me the ball. Let me make a play. Forget everybody else. Give me the ball. But when it comes down to it, especially these last couple games in the fourth quarter, it seems like everybody's going into a shell. Like no, none of the receivers seem to be able to get open. Dak can't find anybody. The offensive line is getting pressure. It's just it's, it's confusing because we are way too talented of a team and way too gelled together to be letting this thing happen and letting it slip like this. So do y'all think it has partly to do with, with the coaching, accepting things like this? Or is it just the players just you know kind of getting into that shell when the pressure is on Oh, man, that's easy. I'm going to take this to a basketball reference. We don't have no ISO game. You know, every, every everything that we do offensively, it seems like it's something where Kellen is drawing it up and trying to out-scheme the defense. When, and when, when in reality, football sometimes is man-on-man, beat your man, Call like you call uh, 88's number. If you call CD's number, he needs to get open on a slant or dig or a fade. If you call Abari Cooper's number, he needs to show that he's the number one receiver and he needs to get open on whatever route you call. Sometimes it just has to be that way. And I think you know, for the fa- past few games, we've been seeing you know defensive coordinators know 
what Kellen Moore is going to call or, or have some type of idea of what the concept is going to be. And they, and they are figuring out a way to take it away and it's, it's forcing back to throw some of those 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 balls in the tight windows or, or, or hold the ball a little bit longer because the, the receivers are open like he expects them to be. Because if you look at these, if you look at the good NFC teams, because, I mean, there's a lot of good ones. I mean, I feel like the top of the NFC is way better than the top of the AFC. But if you look at this team, Green Bay, they got the one main guy, Devontae Adams. And no matter what defenses do, because you know he's getting targets. He's going to get a bunch of targets. But they can't seem to stop him. It's like, look, when it, when it comes down to nut-cutting time, when it comes down to pressure and we need to make a play, like you said, D-Mac, ISO ball, Devontae Adams is able to do that. Double coverage, triple coverage, it doesn't matter. He's able to do that. And then you go over to Arizona, the same thing with D-Hop. He's one of the best receivers in the league. He's always going to get the main attention from every defense out there. But when it comes to nut-cutting time, when it comes down to two minutes and we need to play, D-Hop's able to perform that. And I think our trio of receivers are able to do the same thing, but it's just, to me, it's confusing why we haven't been able to do that as of late. Barry, stay there, because I I watched partly in horror because somebody I was playing in fantasy football had Devontae Adams. I was like, (laughs) how many ways did you just see this guy? I'm like, okay, can can you double cover him? But they kept putting him in different formations. He was coming out different. I mean, he was just... They just made it hard on the other team. Now watch him on the left side. Them see him coming around on the coming around uh, on the right side and, and going out in the flat catching a quick pass. I mean, it was just so many ways they schemed it up to make sure he got the ball, which is almost like that. All right, how many ways do you find Steph Curry? You know, run a couple screens there and you know just get him the ball. And and that's what I'm seeing. And I'm saying, man, wow, what a successful thing for Devontae Adams. Then I'm watching Cooper Cup catching passes mm. here, and I'm just saying to myself, wow. Uh, is it elite play calling that we're seeing in Green Bay and, and with the Rams versus what's been happening here the past few weeks? I mean, I, I think you're right. Because like you said, man, they find ways to get this guy the ball. And, I, and earlier in the season, we, we've noticed that too with, with C.D. Lamb. They were putting them in bunches. They were putting them in pre-snap motion. They were putting them all over the place. Because as a defender and as a defensive coordinator, it's hard to get your guys to lock on a specific guy when he's all over the place. It's hard to put your best locked down corner or whoever your best cover guy is on a guy when you have him in the bunch, when you have him off the ball, when you have him in stacks, pre-snap motion. And that's what Green Bay, that's what Arizona, that's what these teams with bona fide big-time receivers have been able to do. And we just haven't seen that creativity from these Cowboys these past couple of games. Yeah, and listen, and to second that, I'll say this. Uh, a lot of those teams are saying, hey, mine are better than yours, and we're going to go out there and prove it. And then you also have these these teams. Most of those teams you named have, have a running game. Did you see James Conner? Did you yeah, see James Conner? Are you are you watching Aaron Jones? Are you watching Leonard Fournette? Like they have the the, the run game to force these defenses into having to play man to man, and and we are not forcing defenses to have to do that. Uh, and it, you know it's unfortunate, but it's something we, that, that, that we should figure out before we get into the playoffs. And don't forget AJ Dillon because the Packers are running those two out there between Jones and Dillon, and they are making folks pay. Let's hit our first break. Some good news for the Cowboys, uh, according to NFL Network. We'll dive into that. Danny McCray, Barry Church, New East Scrubs. This is the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. 
Sweetie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. Or was it? They go, you go. <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back to the Players' Lounge. Give the gift of the Cowboys this holiday season. Dallas Cowboys United memberships are presented by Globe Life. It's the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Memberships start at just $20 and include an exclusive fan pack and VIP membership experiences. Tis the season. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to get yours today. You are in the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Danny McCray and Barry Church. We spent the first segment talking about Dak Prescott and also just finding some ways to get these Cowboys receivers unleashed. Let us now dive into the offensive line. Well, Tyron Smith is going to miss the game against the Giants with that left ankle sprain. He missed three games earlier this year. And L. Collins, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, is not going to be suspended. If you recall, he threw a punch and was injected from the game against the Washington football team. So, guys, Terrence still, according to Jerry Jones, he expects him to be the left tackle and Collins to be the right tackle. How are we feeling about this? Go ahead, D-Mac. It's your specialties. <laughs> hey, man, hey, listen, they just, they just go ahead and roll my man Terry still back out here again and say, man, hey, go, go ahead and get it. I mean, I don't uh, – they don't really have a choice. I think now at this point, yes, Terry still is probably the best option that you have at, at left tackle. Uh, I think his confidence is a little shot, so hopefully, you know, that, that they plan on giving us some help on the left side and we have a pass-heavy uh, game plan. Um I still think it's very unfortunate for the situation that the man is in, but hopefully he's able to get his mind right and go out there and play successful so he can have something to show for it uh, moving into next year. So I, I'm, I'm praying for my man uh, Terrence Steele, and, and I'm glad that Lael is not suspended. I still think it was a horrible risk, but we need all the help we can get on our offensive line because we got to get this thing okay. rolling. 
Yeah, we, we definitely got to get this thing rolling. And, man, I feel for Tyron Smith, man, because usually, you know, if somebody's dealing with an injury, it's like, all right, you know, they'll kind of keep it on the hush until right before the game. But then they, they came out right, you know, beginning of the week, hey, man, he ain't playing. So I, I don't know how bad these bone spurs are. Hopefully they're not nothing, you know, crazy. And he's only out one game, maybe two. And hopefully we can get him back for the playoffs. But the way they, you know, announced it that quickly – I don't have a good feeling about that one. But like you said, uh, D-Mac, I mean, they they just going to throw my boy my boy <laughs> T-Steele around. I mean, he's the swing tackle now. And, you know, do I think it's fair? I thought he I thought he did a great job and earned that, jo- earned that starting right tackle position. But, I mean, I guess money talks more than your play should. So they're going to throw him back at left tackle. Uh, we've seen him struggle there in the past before. And this is a this is a this is a time in the in the season where we're trying to get things going in the right direction. You know, we need that Prescott protected so he can get that comfortability about him. He can get his confidence back up so he can go out there and perform at that elite level that we want to see him do. I just don't know if T. Steele is going to be able to hold it down on that left side. I mean, it's just, it's, to me, he should be at that right tackle, but we all know what's going on. There's no complaining about it now. He's going to be on that left tackle. I just hope he can hold it down because we're going to need him protecting that blind side. We need that Prescott to be his best at his best in order to get dubs out here. So uh, I just don't know where we're going to go with this O-line, but something needs to happen. I don't want to hear this sympathy uh, sounding from you or Nui. I do not want to hear it. I don't want to hear no sympathy, none of that, because, man, January, okay? And speaking in January, we were talking about what we need on offense and who we knew were going to miss consecutive games going into the season. It wasn't going to be a short time. It was going to be an extended period of time. We knew 100%. The Tyron Smith was going to miss some time. It's unfortunate, but the injuries have been on him for the last few years. We assume that uh, Leo Collins is going to miss some games, and he and he has, and he's putting himself at risk to, to, to miss, miss even more. So I'm not even counting as 100% we're going to have him for the rest of the season. This is going to be a problem for us that I hope that we find a way to work out uh, moving forward in, from 2022 and on because our tackle position, we have to have some guys that are reliable. So, so I, I, I knew this was going to come up, but I knew where you would go. So it's like, what, what can I have for Danny today? So, 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 so this, this is what I wanted to address. Um, Church and I wanted defensive play in the first round, and we were correct, okay, on that. Uh, they didn't get the quarter. They got Micah Parsons, who is not just locked down defensive rookie of the year. He's probably going to finish in the top three voting for defensive player of the year. So there's no way you could argue – that pick versus what you wanted with Rashawn Slater. T- t- today, I, today, let, Louis, today. Let me and let me finish. <laughs> today, let's, let's go to the second round where they went and took Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky, who we barely have heard anything from him, him at all. Could that have been when the Cowboys should have tried to get an offensive tackle, Daniel? Well, listen, Nui, I don't. You, you might not remember, but I said that once. I once we had this th- conversation about Michael Parsons, I was like, "All right, fine, y'all can have Michael. Okay, he's balling." But what about after that? All right, we did not need to go and get all the defensive players while not 
shoring up our tackle position. But we were all up. Well, Church had everybody believing that, hey, man, it's that 2011 Tyron Smith right here, man. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. He's going to be all right. And we were believing, hey, Lael missed the entire last season. So he's definitely not going to put himself at risk to miss getting any games this season, especially for non-football-related stuff. That's what we were believing. So I'm sure that the people upstairs believe the same thing. And that's why they were like, hey, you know what? We, we can we can, we can can risk this on a Kelvin Joseph. But if you step back and you look at it in all reality, in the past few seasons, we just haven't had a consistent uh, tackle play uh, where, where guys have been 100% reliable to, to be there for the entire season. And it's continued this season. So hopefully, hopefully next season we figure out a way to get this thing fixed. But, yes, Michael Parsons, yes, today is the correct decision, Nui. But back on draft day, I listen, I knew that, that, that we were going to have this trouble at, at Tampa. I knew well, it. Let me, let me ask y'all both this question, man. If Let's just say Tyron Smith, he's out for a while. Let's just say he's out and he might not be back till you know, if we win the first round game. Do you think we can make a long playoff run without T. Smith? Or do you think he's that essential to this team and this offensive line that we got to have him there? Yes, you can do it because we have seen – We've seen some other teams in the NFL go in with backup players and, and, and win. It's just can your can your backup players um, play? I mean, last yeah. year in, in the Super Bowl, Kansas City had a guard trying to play tackle. I mean, that just wasn't going to cut it. We saw Tampa Bay chew them up. But we saw Jason Peters get hurt for the Philadelphia Eagles. And um, Big V, kid from uh, TCU, went out there, played the left, left tackle spot, and they won a the Super Bowl. So you can do it. Uh, I don't think we're talking enough about Connor McGovern and the job he's done at left guard and as they benched Connor Williams. Um, he's done he's done a good job. So I believe they can. And look, if this is another one of these couple weeks where Smith is out, this is more opportunities for Steele to get more and more comfortable. And at this point in time, they're going to have to figure it out because we know Tyron Smith is not going to be 100% the rest of this season. You know, it's just not going to happen. Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, these guys, the running backs, they're not going to be healthy the rest of the season. And you guys played this game. You know, come December, hey, it's just it's what it is. You got to go ahead and put some duct tape on it or put some flex seal and, and just, just roll. <laughs> try to figure it all out, man. <laughs> I mean, that's right, man. I, listen, I, I think that, that we can get it done. I really think that we, in order for us to, to, to go forward in the playoffs, we're going to have to find a way to find a run game. And I think that's the offensive lineman's best friend. I think if you're playing left tackle and you're just stepping in, you know, and, and for the swing tackle position, you're hoping that the coach goes out there and calls power, uh, lead left, lead right, something creative with a jet sweep, uh, jet sweep to, to, to create some misdirection and confusion. That's what you're hoping the coach calls so you can get your feet wet and get you some confidence and get you ready to go in that game. If not, and you go out there and you have a guy pass it 40, 50 times in the game against the Giants and against the Redskins, then I don't think that's a recipe for, one, gaining uh, Terrence Steele's confidence and a recipe for us moving forward in the playoffs when we start playing some of those those really good defenses. I think that they're going to be able to key in on the positions that they think we're weak at, and I think that they're going to be able to, to exploit those. I um, was just thinking about Dan Quinn, and Danny, all props to you from day one. You've been a Dan <laughs> Quinn fan. You've been about DQ. Thank you, Nui. That, that as the Cowboys' defense is playing lights out as Micah Parsons is getting so much deserved publicity for how he's played and how DQ is uh, schemed him up. That's a guy who should be up for a head coaching job and mm. looking around and thinking about who could have a head coach opening. 
Minnesota just I, I can't see how Minnesota keeps Mike Zimmer. Also in that division, Matt Nagy's gonna be fired. And yep. I heard over the weekend that maybe David Cully is one and done in Houston, which would be a shame. Because how are you going to blame that man for that awful roster he didn't put together and the fact that the quarterback uh, had his issue in not playing this year, Deshaun Watson? But I can see Dan Quinn getting another job here. And if you're a Cowboys fan, that would be a bummer if Dan Quinn is just one and done here for you. Come on, church. Look, look. I, I know you didn't want to hear that sadness in my voice. It will be unfortunate. So I'm hoping, <laughs> Ty, 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 hoping Ty Bowles is up there as well, and he takes one of those jobs. Jobs that Dan Quinn decides that the, the grass ain't greener. Yeah, he, he can stay here and wait for another opportunity. Um, but I, I bring up Ty Bowles just because I, I think him and Ty Bowles should be in the running for for a possible head coaching job because the defensive job that both of them has, have done and. Ty Bowles last season and then catching fire this season and Dan Quinn has turned this around for, for, from a stink up job that Mike uh, that, that Nolan brought us last year so hopefully Dan Quinn doesn't stay give it to Ty Bowles so we can keep Dan Quinn for another season yeah I uh, hate to be the bearer of bad news my boy <laughs> but uh, D- DQ about it here man DQ is about it here I think he's done too much of a great job here in Dallas and making this defense go from historically one of the worst defenses in the National Football League to maybe, I don't know, maybe top 10 defense, just maybe by the end of the season. <laughs> I think he's just done too good of a job. And like we always talk about here on the Players Lounge, whether you're a player or you're an assistant coach of some some fashion, when you have a great season, other other organizations, other owners, they see this. They're going to be like, look, we got to go get this guy. We got to go pick this guy off of here. And I think Dan Quinn is too much of a competitor. I mean, he, he got to the highest of the high. He was this close to winning a Super Bowl. And I just think he's that he's too much of a competitor to go ahead and say, you know what? I'm comfortable here. This is, you know, I'm good with this defense. I think he's going to want to try to get back to the mountaintops and uh, try to get his own Super Bowl ring being a head coach. So I definitely think we're going to lose DQ along the way somewhere. I think he's, like I said, I think he's just done too great of a job with this defense. And it's the same players basically from last year to this year it's just so it's basically his coaching that's been making these guys take that next step that next level up and i just think he's just done too too good of a job somebody will come and pick him up off the cowboys you know what this this, this is gonna sound horrible uh but it just, just popped in my head when when you when you said that he was at the highs of the high he was that close to winning the super bowl and the pattern that i'm seeing with the cowboys and the cowboys defense once you get a lead that's actually kind of kind of worrying me just a little bit right? I, don't, I don't know you get to the end of the game and you look at the 28 three and you're like how did they come back and then you watch some of our games and i'm like goodness gracious this is actually uh kind of <laughs> reminiscent of me watching that super bowl that year Mm. And another job that could potentially open up that DQ would be great for. Uh, that's Seattle. Who knows what happens with uh, Pete mm-hmm. Carroll? I just mm. don't. I, I think either Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson, one of the two, is going to be gone from Seattle. It'll be very interesting to see how that happens. Um, also, another name that we've got to throw into the mix um, Eric Bieniemy. Looking at mm-hmm. how Kansas City's turned things around and how they got Patrick Mahomes all fixed up and got that offense rolling again. We cannot forget about Eric Bieniemy and the job that he is doing there. All right, let's get another break in here. Um, something I saw on Twitter the other day, I must address with you, Danny Craig. I mean, this is. Hey, 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 hey. I can't wait. 
We I must, can't we wait. Let's talk about your people, okay? We got to talk about your, your people, all right? I don't know what your people <laughs> are doing, but we're going to get into that next right here on Plants Hubs, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. Hey, registration for holiday youth camps is now open. Don't miss the Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders Dance Academy camps on December 21st at the Star in Frisco and December 22nd at AT&T Stadium. Space is limited, so register today at DallasCowboys.com slash academy. Hmm. So, I noticed this just now the Dallas Cowboys Cheerleader Dance Academy. Uh, that, that's the only one I've seen here on the read, Dan McCray. Uh, Dan McCray, tell me, tell me what's up. You have time to will be released for you cheerleaders, if you got little campers and they and they're and they're interested in cheer, sign them up for the cheer camp. The DCC will be there teaching you little kiddos. It'll be a fun experience. So let's fill up this uh, DCC camp as well. All right, my daughter mentioned that to me. Uh, like, no, we're, we're we're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so man. It's um, a small cost for happiness, Louis. Uh, no, small cost for happiness. Uh, I, I, I'm okay not paying that cost on that, but I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Speaking of costs, LSU paying $15 million for their head coach, Brian Kelly, to come down from Notre Dame. And I look up on Twitter, and I see Brian Kelly with some recruit up here dancing, looking like a white puffy, all up oh, in the video, dancing the in the background. Yes. Yeah, tomorrow, come to LSU. 
Wow, Danny. That's how y'all rolling now. I got Brian Kelly with a fake accent up here looking like old Puff Daddy. What's up? Uh, Let me tell you something. Bad, 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 bad boy lasted longer than death row, okay? All right? So I'm, I'm okay with that. My man, my man, Brian Kelly, is doing what he needs to do to get the top recruits. And sometimes you got to get out. Sometimes Hell you no, to man. Do what you hey, 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 D-Mac, D-Mac, man, I know, I know you not condoning it. I know you ain't co-signing what you saw uh, Kelly go up there and talk about he jigging trying to get these recruitment. You heard what Suge Knight said over at Dev Row, man. If you don't want your producers all in the video, all in the background dancing, come over to, come on over to Florida. Come on over, come on over man, to the SEC teams. What is your guy doing out there, man? We bro, all that, know this is not Brian Kelly and what he needs uh, to be doing out there. We know this. Stop the bro, foolishness. Stop church. the fakeness. He, man, this is ridiculous. I know stop, you ain't still signing this, D-Mac. Stop, stop. Artists. I just watched the documentary, okay? They didn't like the guy, okay? They like Puffy. <laughs> <laughs> they like, like Diddy, okay? Brian Kelly gonna do what he needs to do. Listen, I gotta go up to Baton Rouge, okay? So I'm not gonna talk Ooh. bad about my man Brian Kelly, man. He need to welcome in all the LSU alumni. Let us come in, show you how to really jig, show you what the good restaurants are so we can really bring those good recruits in, man, so they can believe you from the South. Well, you know be man, from the South, but... I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if he likes the, the the old school players. Now you seen what he did to the strength coach. He has been at LSU for thirty some years, and he kicked my man out to the booth, man. Are you, you sure you're gonna be welcome back at LSU, D man? You sure? Hey, man, hey, listen. One thing I do know is I pay my dues. Like, <laughs> even even, even, if, even if the head coach don't want me up there, I know the Tiger Athletic Foundation. They they they, they, they are welcome a guy back. Touche, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, Urban Meyer going to be back in, in Jacksonville? I mean, they owe him a lot of money. The owner, the owners, once he said, ah, oh, we're good with him, but now he's like, I, I, I will evaluate. I'm not going to make any rush judgments. Uh, this just doesn't look good. And to me, one of the things that is slowly being talked about, but not enough, you got the number one pick in the draft. So many people had talked about Trevor Lawrence in the sense of an Andrew Luck type of player. Like, hey, this is a guy who's supposed to, you know, be a, a franchise guy to, to turn, you know, to turn things around. Like an Eli Manning type number one overall pick. This kid looks terrible. Okay, he just looks really bad. And that's on Urban Meyer. Um, I'm gonna start with you, Church, since that's your franchise, man. What's going on? I ain't gonna lie to you, Nui. I, I have no idea what they're doing down there in Duval, man. I mean, the the owner Shad Connie released a statement talking about, you know, I'm not gonna rush to judgment or I'm not gonna rush anything. You know, we kept Gus Bradley here for four years. We kept Doug Marone for four years. So what you're telling me is you love to keep, you know, bad coaches way too long than they should be should be kept. I mean, I don't understand what's going on here right now. You got the number one overall pick. You let this guy bring in his whole staff, his whole organization, and everything like that, and they they just look bad. It ain't like they don't even look competitive out there. I mean, Jacksonville's always had a good defense. Those guys look like they're going to shambles out there. So to me, it's just it's just not a good fit, and it hasn't been from the jump. We seen what my man does on his off time. He's not breaking down film. He's not going up there trying to 
trying to figure out how to get this team right. He's up at his bar at OSU getting lap dances. So to me, I, you know, I don't know what we're, what Jacksonville's doing in this situation. Um, like you said, they owe him a lot of money. They owe him a lot of money. So I wouldn't be surprised if they don't see this thing out. But something's got to change down there in Duval, man, because, I mean, the players are revolting. They're going against Urban. I mean, it's just it's just too much turmoil down there to even think about getting a W. So Shad Khan, he got his work cut out for him, man. Well, look, at the end of the day, when I look at Urban Meyer and I'm just saying there's a problem. I don't think you should get rid of him after one year. I think the man deserves an opportunity to come back from this simple standpoint. Shot Cobb been chasing this guy forever. So, you know, you ask for it, you got it. Uh, but I just don't know if you can just dump the guy after one year. Barry, do you give people? second chances or as a former player is this a guy you look at and you say I can't play for and even more importantly because Barry you went down there as a free agent is this a guy you say as a free agent I want no parts of him as a head coach don't even call me I'll go somewhere else and take less money yeah as, as a free agent you, you got to look at the prospects and who's, who's the leader of your team who's the leader of that organization and when you look at Urban Meyer he's just to me he's done two, there's too many red flags I mean gotcha. one he, he got the he got the guy from Iowa the strength coordinator I forget his name Chris Doyle Chris Doyle he was in the trouble for making all these you know racial remarks and racial slurs when he was back in Iowa and he's gonna bring this guy down to, to go ahead and coach a probably predominantly black team down there that's red flag number one and then you go during the season it ain't like you're just ripping off wins whipping off wins all like that you go up to Cincinnati you take a butt kicking and then instead of coming back with the team trying to make things right trying to basically get together and say how do we get this thing to the next level how do we get more productivity out of our offense out of our defense out of our special teams instead of doing that you stay up in Ohio and you're at your bar and, and there's viral video going around with you dancing with someone who's not your wife. So, I mean, there's a lot of red flags going on there. And then you get to the point where your best running back, your best probably offensive weapon on the team, <laughs> which is James Robinson, he fumbles it. Okay, he makes a mistake. But when he fumbles it, you bench him for the next 20 plays? And that's in multiple games you do that. And, and his backup is Carlos Hyde, who, you know, he's not a scrub or anything, but he's nowhere near their best offensive weapon. And then you got your quarterback battling with the coach, talking about we need this guy on the field, and, and the coach he's doing wrong by doing this. It's just too many red flags, too much turmoil going down there in Duval. So if I'm a free agent, I'm definitely not going down there and try to prolong my career. Maybe if I'm an older guy trying to get a check, you go down there. But the older guys, they're not going to win you games going forward. This is We're trying to get built for the future. And with a guy like Urban Meyer, I'm not sure he's going to bring too many free agents in there, man. I'm going back to college, Urban. It's killing you. It's killing you. Church, I don't think it's communication with players. I don't think it's Jay Robinson and things that hurt me because I got six carries last week. Six, six. carries. And uh, and the week before, like I said, they, they, he benches them for fumbling the ball. This, this is the league, bro. This is the league. These are grown men. You got to find a way to win games. People are going to make mistakes, and you treat these dudes like you can punish them like they high school kids. It don't work like that. And and he's going to learn very, very quickly, and Shaq Khan is going to have a, a serious problem going into next season if everything that they're saying is true and this is the way that free agents are looking at Jacksonville. He's going to have a hard time getting guys to come there.
It is, because if you look at it, they have too many pieces out there that they need, that they can't just fill the whole thing with draft. I know they got a lot of picks out there, but they can't fill all their needs in the draft. You're going to need some free agents. You're going to need some veteran pieces down there. And when guys are looking at that saying, hold on, man, you got a coach doing all this stuff and trying to penalize me like I'm not a grown man, like I don't got kids out here and I'm not paying bills, I mean, it's just not going to work. And I don't see where that franchise goes in the future because you, you need a veteran presence you need free agents and I just unless they're cutting an unbelievable check I don't see a lot of cats going down to Duval to, uh, to continue their career man well McCray you and I are going to have to possibly sit James Robinson in the fantasy playoffs we just don't know what, what Urban Meyer's doing uh, I do have this question um, and it really pertains to, to, to you church but, but Danny I'm going to ask it to you first should non-playoff teams, managers, should they be able to go to the waiver wire or should they just step back and understand their season's over and let everybody else try to play and get players on the waiver wire to try Bruh, to that's what we're doing? Is that is, is, is that is that fancy? That's what we're doing with players is that, is that an etiquette that we should that's have? That's how we're going to do it, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, right, friends like y'all, who needs enemies, man? No, I, no, I ain't going to lie to you. I, I agree. I agree. Because if you don't have no, nothing to gain, uh, by winning the game, then you should not be snatching up good players off the waiver wire. You, you, it's, right. you, it's, it's nothing in it for you. Absolutely, there's something not. in it. There is something in it. All right, we're trying to do our. We ain't nobody trying to get last place, man. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody want that trophy. No, so see, we gotta yeah, have so some no, no, opportunity. No, church, church, you are mistaken. Okay, it's the last place finisher is whoever finished in last at the end of the season, not the players. Oh. Oh, okay. okay. That is oh, you cannot have a three and eight team all of a sudden win the consolation bracket, and they not the worst team. They are the worst team. <laughs> you had the worst season. You came in last, and that is it. So you 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 got lucky, church. You good. You're not the last. That church that that trophy's going to urban politicians. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, church, church. It's like how in racing that okay, you, you know, you got does he Danny's out here. He he can win a championship. You you lack traffic. You got to get out the way. You know, that's you the know thing now, man. You, you got to get out the way so so Danny can keep on going fast around the track to try to win. You can't be trying to get in the way. I mean, you got you to move over, man. So man. I just don't think you should be making any transactions. That's all I'm saying, man. Just stay this is what we've come to, man. This is what we've come to on the Players' Lounge, man. Y'all just, okay, you know what? Okay, you know what? I'm going to put cases on all y'all. All right, I'm going to put cases on all y'all. Next year. Yeah, so next year, 2022, Come on, well, that, Man, that's it. That's our time here on the Players Lounge. It's 1:15 p.m. here in, in Dallas. You know, brought to you by the Hotels.com. We're in the SWBC Home Studios. I'm your average box safety, Barry Church, the ultimate survivor, Danny McRae, and the Emmy Award-winning Newbie Scrubs. Man, that's all we have for you today. We will see you tomorrow at 12:30. Thank you very you ain't much. Gonna see me. <laughs> This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?